Life Audio. Hi, I'm Cynthia Garrett, and welcome to Girl Club. We'll be right with you after these messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hello, everybody. Ah, Take a big exhale. Welcome to Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club. Yes, it is a Cynthia Garrett's Girl Club week here on the the platform. And I, I have to tell you that I'm always happy for these weeks because whether you're a man or a woman, I want you to stop. I want you to exhale. And I want you to know that this is a safe space with a bunch of real girls having real talk about real issues while seeking, as always, to walk in real faith. Some of those issues might be political sometimes. Some of those issues, nine times out of 10, are just going to be about how we walk in our authentic identity, how we live our lives victoriously as God's daughters, God's sons, God's children, how we navigate a world that is often filled with chaos. And that may just be your own world at home on any given Monday. So anyway, I am super excited um, because in everything going on in my life and all of the regular tribe here at Girl Clubs Lives, we are all together. And this is always a, 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 real, a real blessing for me because I know that in about a very short period of time, from the beginning of this podcast to the end, And if you're watching us on live stream, then you're going to be doubly impacted because you get to actually see us emote and live out louds while applying our faith. But I know that by the end of this, um, we're all going to feel better. You're going to feel better about whatever it is that's going on in your life. I promise you. And and if you don't, send me an email. I'll send you 50 bucks. (laughs) Anyway, joining me in studio today, the whole tribe is here. I've got the most beautiful sisters and evangelists and teachers in Christendom today, I would actually have to say, uh, Nova Page, Christina Reynolds, and Christina Boudreaux. Between the three of them, they can worship your socks off through the gift of their song. Check out Nova and Christina's websites and their individual um, offerings musically because they're both truly talented singer-songwriters. And Boudreaux, who is a really powerful power evangelist and 
they're all three power evangelists in their own way. And I, I love their giftings and I love their anointings. And I know that you guys too. And I'm happy that you guys are in studio today. It's been a crazy start to this Monday, but hello. Good morning. <laughs> Hi guys. It's good to see your faces. I hope you're well. So I want to start this morning by actually kind of looking at a, a, a question. And, and I know I didn't give you a heads up on this one this morning. Uh, it, it just sort of hit me a few minutes ago because as we were getting ready and logging in this morning, something popped up on my phone and it was really interesting. And it was a woman talking and I did not put her there, but it was a woman talking and she said, I have a question for today. Now, this is totally random. I hear this woman's voice and she says, I have a question for today. I'm like, where is that voice coming from? It took me a few minutes before I realized my phone had engaged something. Don't know what it was. I don't even know if it was TikTok or Instagram. I have no idea. But the question was, do you believe that God really orders your footsteps? And I thought that was really an interesting question because it stopped me. It stopped me because as you guys know, I had to change around a, a number of things to be here this morning. Um, last week uh, was crazy. And I, I love our live weeks together. And I didn't want to miss. But I had doctor's appointments and a trip to Las Vegas for business and doctors and all this stuff. And all that stuff threatened to actually overpower what I do that honestly, I'd like to say I do this for the Lord. And I'd like to say I do this because I love sowing into the lives of women and men all around the world. But even more than that, I love the fellowship here. I love the growth that I get in my relationship with you guys and with Girl Club in general. I love the comments that you all write in for those of you who are watching live in studio on Cynthia Garrett Ministries YouTube channel. Um, we get to interact with you. And that's always such a blessing. And I always leave here feeling differently. So when she presented this question, it kind of threw me because I was like, oh, wait a minute. Why have I been stressed about all these changes to be here? Do I really believe that God orders my footsteps? Well, if I do, then that means he ordered my footsteps right to this chair so that we could record live as usual today. So I kind of want to throw that question at the three of you. And maybe in a bigger context of your lives and what's going on around you, do you ever stop and wonder if it's God that's really ordering your footsteps? And do you believe that he does? I know. I can always tell when Boudreaux, her, her look, you're just popping off the screen there, Christina Boudreaux. So take it away. Yeah. You know, so um, I can now share this. I shared it with you guys, but I can now share it. But it was cool because I, I believed that number one, if you're, if scripturally, if you're surrendered to the Lord and really walking with him and you're like really submitted to the Holy Spirit, he does, you know, lead our day and organize our day. You know, in Psalm 120, in Psalm 139, he does say, you know, like I've written all the days of our life. All the days of our life were written before there was one of them. And um, I spent this is going to be cool news for my friend Pamela, who's listening, uh, but uh, I spent three weeks in Chile earlier on this year touring the schools and um, doing a girls conference. And the Lord just really moved my heart for the youth of South America. And I go to Calvary, 
Chapel Golden Springs with Pastor Raul Reese and Sharon and with Ryan Reese, that's his parents. And he's in charge of the whosoever's that I'm a part of. And, um, and really when I got back, I spent three weeks, two weeks here and then a week in Malaysia, really praying and saying, Lord, uh, there's a huge need in South America. And I really know that you're calling me. And, and the thing is, is that stuff like this isn't like, um, there's no formula for stuff like this. There's no A plus B equals C because what I want to do in South America has never been done before. Um, it is illegal for teachers and, and school principals to talk about mental health and to talk about abuse the way that for some reason they allow us to come in and bring the gospel in these mandatory assemblies where we talk about abuse and mental health and hundreds of kids come to Christ. It is like unprecedented. But the Lord asked me when I got back, will you go and will you commit your life to reaching the youth of South America? And I was like, yes, Lord. And so just through a series of conversations, talking with Ryan's parents who oversee all of the Calvary chapels from Mexico all the way through South America and through talking with Ryan, um, last Friday was actually set in stone where Ryan's parents and Ryan are sending me not just with our church and under the Calvary Chapel Association and under them, but under the whosoever's to tour the schools full time in South America. And I also get to fly back here and do schools here because the schools are like um, like opposite seasons. I get to come back here a couple weeks, a couple times a year to do like schools here. But it's crazy because the way the Lord ordered that and worked that out just as I was submitted to him and surrendered to him was, wasn't anything that I ever could have tried to plan out the favor that God gave me just with the leaders of my church, just with Ryan, just with them blessing me to send me is something like full time, dude, just supported to be able to live there and tour. Um, um, just all throughout South America, dude, I just feel like the Lord just truly gave me the keys for South America. And is like, okay, let's invade the schools with the gospel is something that I never could have tried to plan out if I tried. And so I believe that as women, I, I struggle with being like, okay, Lord, I want to try to figure out the situation. I want to control the situation. I want to try to figure out like, okay, what do I got to do to make this happen? Just naturally in our life, you know, we do that. But I think there's times where the Lord has, and I'm in a season where the Lord, especially going overseas full time, especially with all the mold that's happened in my house, it was just the Lord preparing me to go of the Lord truly asking me, will you rest in me, Christina? And will you do almost like that was a vision God gave me this last week was like, almost like a play. Like, you know, there's like a director of a play and what is a character's job? Our job in God's play is to simply memorize my lines and to prepare to be in character for what he's asked me to do. But, and the Lord was just like, that's all I need you to do, Christina, do what I've asked you to do, prepare how I've asked you to prepare, leave the lighting, the sound, the timing and the scenes to me. And I feel like that's just what I'm in, in that season with the Lord, where I'm just having to just walk this journey with Jesus. And I'm just a character in his story, because it's not our story, it's his story that, you know, he's writing in our lives. And as we live that out, and as we are walking just uh, in purity before him, like I'm going through second Corinthians right now. And it just really talks about living as pure children before the Lord, you know, cleaning out the vessels of our lives as we're doing that, 
the Lord does order our steps. Now, if you're in rebellion, you're doing your own thing, you know, but if you're truly walking with Christ, he has a way of organizing and allowing the hard things. He allowed the mold in my life. He allowed the back end of my car to get hit $4,800 of worth of damages, but I got cash back so I can invest in my modeling portfolio because there's an elite models and Chile wants to sign me and I needed that money for my portfolio. So all of these little things in my life, the Lord allows <laughs> because he has a bigger plan. And so I'm so like, man, like just surrender to the Lord, man. And the days that are hard to surrender, just stay on your face. Like Ruth did when Ruth, I, I think we talked about this last week when Ruth had to go to the threshing floor and lay herself down, the threshing floor was an instrument of death. That's where the wheat was beaten and it was split apart. And there's times where the Lord is asking us to surrender and lay ourselves down, but it's on, in a place that's very painful because the parts of us that want to control and worry and anxiety, that's what the Lord strips out of us. And that's what the Lord has is doing in my life and what he has done in my life, because this adventure with him is a path that it hasn't been paved before. Like bringing the gospel and the magnitude we're going to bring it to South America. It's never been done before through Mexico, never been done before through Latin America, never been done before. And so I'm having to really trust the Lord and surrender and I'll still be here on girl club every week. So I'm excited for that. But oh, I, I, I'm excited because I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm, I'm just overcome with emotion. Christina, you're so faithful. CB, you are such a god you're such a good girl you're so faithful i know where your heart is and i'm so proud of you like i'm just so proud of you and i just feel like we're going to get like the greatest stories from the front lines in south america (laughs) so i'm really happy ever that you're going would you please work it out and figure out some nice hotel accommodations because i think we should go there and do a girl club (laughs) conference however I, I, I'm a little older than you. I need to have, you know, some creature comforts. <laughs> but I, I got, really. But, but I'll I be living to, in the cutest yeah. beach town in Chile called Iquique. So you guys can uh, Google it. It's a cute little beach town. Like they it. have um, like Iquique and this other beach are the two beaches that where they do surf comps every year. And it's a huge okay. state. Yes. We're coming. Surf- Yes, yeah, oh, no. it's a oh, no. it's community. It's like Honey Nova's Beach. moving. Yeah, it's girl so club, girl, girl yeah. club from Chile. <laughs> Wait, you know what? You know what is a so what's so amazing about this? It's like I, I'm looking at. Okay, I'm looking at the question because I could go like on 29 tangents right now, but I'm looking at one of the comments um, from Miche. Miche, this is such a big question. She says, if God is ordering my footsteps, why do I get so much wrong? And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, what you asked me, CB, when I was sitting in a car, I was sitting in the car in a hospital parking lot, actually, waiting for Roger, my husband. And you called and you were just wrecked. You were in tears. That, that was when you, the mold had spread to, it was in the trunk and in the inside of your car. At oh which gosh. point I was like, is that even possible? Like, I mean, what the heck is going on? Like, let's talk about an attack. And you were so bummed and you were, you, you asked me something and it was heartbreaking. And you said, you know, like, essentially, like, does God even see 
or care about my heart for him or, and my, and you just, you really have that moment of feeling, I think, forsaken in a lot of ways. And it's so interesting, just a very short few months after that, to see you with the joy and the excitement you have, because you are going to go in there and young women are going to get set free. And I know that there's a couple I need to introduce you to, by the way, um, that beautiful couple in Darren Wilson's film, God Man, that we filmed. They, their ministry is in the trash um, to the, the people, the trash communities, the people that live in the dumps. You got to meet them. They're, they're the most incredible people I've ever met. Anyway, um, but you were really questioning basically like what, what Miche is asking. If God's ordering my footsteps, why does everything seem so wrong? You know, why do I get so much wrong implies that I think, Miche, you're taking even some ownership in the wrong way in even your mistakes, because the reality is that I think even our mistakes, when we're walking with Christ, he's even using those. And he's, he's look, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes, which to me always reminds me that even my mistakes, even when everything around me is going wrong, and I just don't know which way to go, my footsteps feel like they're going in circles or constantly running into the same walls. I have to believe that he knows, he knows the end at the beginning. And so in Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for your life and they're, they're plans to do you good, you know, to build a firm foundation underneath your entire life. And, you know, you walk on the foundation of Christ. So I don't know. I just, I mean, I just see him ordering your footsteps. I, I don't think you would have left absent all the craziness that has gone on in your life. I wonder if you would have, you know, sometimes God has to make us, I guess, very uncomfortable where we are to take us where we need to be. Yeah. And, you know, just to answer that question a little further, then I'll let the girls um, chime in like Miche, And just for those of you out there, some, there are times like, even when uh, it was this last weekend, you know, I was, I was driving and I went down to the beach and enjoying my time in California, you know, before the Lord, because things are moving fast for me to, to go overseas. And I was just, honestly, it, it just all kind of made sense to me, you know, like my house, my car, my possessions. Even that day I called you, Cynthia, like, dude, there was mold inside my car and I had a meltdown because I was like, Lord, there's nothing sacred, dude. Like it's everywhere. And I had people in my life that are like, we've never seen mold in that capacity before. But I realized just what the Lord brought in my life was like Joseph, that it was Joseph's, you know, everything in Joseph's life, everything bad that happened led him one step closer to the promise because he was walking with Christ and living a life of integrity. Now, if you're not living a life of integrity in Christ and there's you're compromising and bad things are happening, that's not a Joseph story. But I realized that it was the heartbreak of my family that led me out here two hours away, an hour and a half away from most of my community, even at my church at Calvary Golden Springs. But it was in this time that God was preparing me to have a deep reliance on him to prepare me for the mission field, you know? And I realized that everything, every detail of my life, everything in my life, the Lord has allowed to where I was like, Lord, yes, it makes sense because I wouldn't 
I, it would have been a, it would have taken a long time to clean out all my stuff to get ready to go. You know, it would have like, yeah. um, even with my car, there's just so many different things. But I remember when everything happened with the mold, I had a moment where I asked the Lord because I lost my furniture, my clothes, my shoes. And I really only own like a futon now and like a little box thing with cubbies for some of my stuff. And I asked the Lord, like, are we are we going somewhere? And he just spoke to me like, not yet. But I remember thinking like, man, when it's time, like, I got a couple bins and I'm out, dude, you know, but that the Lord, went, <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. But, yeah. But I remember just this last weekend, I thanked the Lord for everything that's happened in my life. I thanked the Lord for the betrayal of my family that brought me out here to prepare me. I thank the Lord for the mold. I thank the Lord for what has mm-hmm. happened with my car. And I think when you finally see God's divine plan, the way that Joseph did at the end of Genesis, where he said, you know, to his brothers, like what the enemy meant for evil, God has now used for good. You will be able to say that. And it might take a few years. Like, dude, this is my whole life. Like I'll be 34 in November, but it's like, it's taken me a, a lifetime of pain and suffering to finally understand God's plan in my life and what he was preparing me for. I would not have be ready to do what I'm about to do unless I would have gone through those things in my life. I would not be ready at all. Well, so. I think you're going to find your husband there. So doing I what second you're doing. that. I second I that. That's the word I got. That's I got that one. too, Nova. <laughs> I was like, well, be prepared to meet meet him because that's yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah. are like the 30th people that have said that, dude. Oh gosh. That's yeah. so crazy. That's really interesting. Wait, so yeah. what did you hear from the Lord, Cynthia? You said that you felt like just, just you're going to find your husband there. You're going to be doing what you're doing and you're going to find someone who can walk by your side through it because he's fully formed. You're going to find your husband there. So, I mean, listen. You got that same word? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're too, you know, listen, here's the thing that I have found for, for all it. of us, for all of us daughters of Christ. Right. And even for some of you sons, cause I know some of you sons are going through this. I have spiritual sons going through this. Like, it's almost like you're too good for the world that we live in. And, and I don't mean like, Oh, you're too perfect. We're too righteous. No, I just mean that when you're really, when you really know the truth of God, when you really do believe in Christ, Christ, you are struggling and striving and desiring and excited about living your life for God and to serve him and to preach the gospel of Christ. Like when you're there and that's your life. And so all of your decisions center around that rock. It's mm-hmm. very difficult to find people that are equally yoked. There, yeah. there are, it's, it just, it's not easy. <clears throat> and that's why I think so many young girls they compromise and they end up in these relationships and it's like nine times out of 10. It's like, okay, well, this is great. So does he know Jesus? Does he live for the Lord? Well, I don't know. We haven't spoken about that yet. Hey, people. I mean, I've even had my own son say that to me every now. Well, does she know Christ? Well, we're getting, we're, we haven't really gotten to the conversation. I need to know her more. I'm sorry. That is like the first thing you know about me when you meet me is what I believe. You know what I believe. You probably know who I voted for and I'm going to vote for. Like, how is there some like waiting period on finding out if a person that you actually have any physical attraction to or connection to knows Jesus or not? Hello. 
I mean, you need to shut that attraction down right away if there's no evidence jumping off the page right away that, hey, this person loves the Lord as much as I do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, you know? So anyway, I know that's not you, CB, because I know I know how uncompromised you've been in your walk. And I, I just believe there's an uncompromised man on your journey. And for some reason, I think it's in South America. I feel like that's what I heard. We'll see. <laughs> I, I received that. Nova and I will see. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you something offline. I, we'll we'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, well, it's it'll, it'll be an exciting journey. Mm. I, I'm so enthralled by your story. I was like, do I even have a life? Do I? I have nothing to say. <laughs> no, but no, no, I'm here. You can say it online. It's okay. What what oh, did what the Lord she wants know. to know? <laughs> She's like, I want to. No, I think the I, audience you know, wants to know too. No, as <laughs> as you were talking, I did hear that you, this was the season for your husband, but what I got when you were saying, oh, and I'm going to travel back and forth. I just sensed in the, and Cynthia just said journey. I just sensed in the journey, whether he is from there or this is the season and of the journey that this, this is going to take place. And so like, this is like, like, this is a season. This is, this is, (laughs) she's so excited. So I, I just, I'm excited for you. Like it, we're, we're going to see, and I love listening to your obedience and watching it all play out. And it's such an encouragement to me because man, like, you know, we all have these, these stories of walking with God and these seasons where we've been super faithful. And then we just feel like strung out by the devil. <laughs> like, like I can't take oh, it. I mean, take, take yeah. this one, Nova. Pamela Lee, I know God orders my steps, but my heart has been discouraged. This podcast gives me a shot of B12 I need every week. Nova, oh. the, give me the shot of B12. I, oh, take the that B12. One. I know you know that one. Oh my gosh. I love that. I mean, the discouraged I, I, hearts. Yes. It, I think this is like hearing, the, this is why we tell story and why we even meet together as believers because we're reminded of the goodness of God. And I'm like, I listen to this story and I'm like, God, you're so good. You're so faithful. And I'm, you know, and I, I'm watching God play out in my own life, in my family story, in my son's story, in my daughter's story, in my husband's story. I'm, and your story. And I'm looking at Reynolds and I'm looking at my sweet Cynthia and all that God has you know, he's been with us in this journey. And I do, but I can honestly say God orders our steps. And I, I think because of the journey that my husband and I've been on, we just celebrated 28 years of marriage and ministry. And it's been this long, arduous road. There's been some really hard things, but this week I had truly felt, I sat, we sat, Ricky and I sat down and, um, we, you know, we thank you for the love, by the way, it's all love 28 years. Boom. Um, But I I felt this like, man, God is, we don't have any time to waste. Like there's no time we have to be sharing Jesus with people. And, um, you know, we had been struggling, like, do we go back into full-time pastoral ministry right now? Ricky um, helps other leaders um, on, you know, with a company and, and whatnot. And we were just like, what do we do, Lord? And we both were, we kind of came to this conclusion. I think we're called to more of this apostolic ministry. And as tough as last year was being fired for no reason, we didn't get it. We didn't understand it. God, all of a sudden is like, do the next right thing, do the next thing of obedience, just do the next right 
thing. Don't let your heart be hardened. Don't be angry or bitter. And there were moments of all of that. You guys have seen it. You've witnessed the pain and the hurt in my life. But I was like, I'm going to submit this. I don't even want to, God, really. But I'm going to because you've asked, you've said that my obedience is much better than any sacrifice that I've done in the past or will do in the future. So, um, you know, I heard this this saying that, you know, living a sinful life is hard and being submitted to Christ is hard. Choose your heart. Right. Oof. So at, in my, my anniversary, 28 years, being married is hard. Being divorced is hard. Choose your heart. Woo. Um, being overweight and unhealthy is hard. Being healthy is hard. Choose your heart. And I was like, God is like, I want you to choose your heart. And walking with me, it's not easy, but it is so worth it. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I'm, I, I can honestly oh say, God. I'm just, I'm so excited and I'm, I'm so excited for the future. Mm -hmm. The Lord just showed Ricky and I this, you know, this week, like, wow. you know, we're going to go and we, we've had these opportunities. I go and lead worship, um, in different places and just these, these churches that just need encouragement. And we just feel like, man, we can go in and we can encourage. Um, so, you know, Ricky will be, we'll be flying to different places also in the country on our time and we'll go help churches that need transitions. And so we're going to go in and help them do that. And you, I'm, I'm watching God just kind of move and we would have never been able to do this had we had been where we're at and just stayed. So God just allowed all those things. It was not easy. It wasn't, but oh. we're choosing our heart. I, 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 wow. That is Nova. Thank you for that. Like that just changed a lot of things. Choose your heart. You're right. You're right. Winning isn't even easy guys. Nope. When there is a weight of glory. Whoa. Yes. There is a weight of glory. There's a weight of responsibility. You know, there's a weight. But there's also a weight of failure and sin and, you know, freedom. There's a weight of freedom one way or the other. Right. And, and I, and choose your heart. Wow. I mean, and, and that and is Cynthia, the word. Cynthia, you know, to, to, you know, I, I can't remember who put it in the chat, but just like, man, I feel like I'm not doing the right thing. I want to encourage you all out there that feel like I'm just not doing things right and I'm not doing them perfect. Let me tell you, I felt like the biggest screw up this past year and a half. Same. But God, sure, but God. God. So trust him, repent, decide choose him. Like even when it's hard and you're on the floor and you're wrestling and you feel like you got nothing more, choose him anyway. Like just go after him. Even when you feel that's when to go after him. When you feel like the biggest screw up that you're not, we're never going to do things perfectly ever, ever, but he is perfect. And we can come to God, the father, because of the son who made a way for us. He, he died the most miserable death and he rose again and he lives for us and he wants that for you. He wants you to connect with the father and he is the only way he is. So just trust that and believe it and live it out. And, you know, just know that because of Jesus, you can because of Jesus. Wow. 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 It's, you know, Nova, it, it's really that that's like, that's just crazy powerful. Choose your heart. You know, and you're right. There's so much more benefit from choosing to walk things out with Christ. And, and, you know, 
Maria writes, God can only order my footsteps when I follow his voice. I mean, and it is true, you know, and I, I, I was, I was talking to someone this weekend about really recognizing when the Lord is speaking versus when your own emotions or your own flesh is speaking or when other people are speaking, because you, it's critical that you know that as his child, you are made and equipped to hear his voice, right? He's not going to, that would be like me having a, my, my son and then never, never teaching him what my voice sounded like. So he never knew if he was in a dark place, mommy, where are you? You know, I, I, he could never say mommy and I could go, I'm over here, honey. And he knows to walk toward my voice. Like God doesn't, he doesn't do that to us. I just, I, I cannot believe that any parent would do that to their children. So, you know, yeah, you have to be following his voice. Now, how do you even know when his voice is, is, is speaking to you? There's a lot of ways. I think there are a lot of ways. Sometimes for me, I hear his voice in worship. You know, sometimes for me, I hear his voice when I'm reading the word. You know, and I, and I'm in the word, and I and I'm going. Wait a minute! I was looking for this, but I heard that we stayed, and our flight got canceled in Texas, in Dallas last week, trying to get back, and um, from a conference, and so we ended up being able to stay and have Bible study that night with a bunch of our spiritual kids. It was awesome. They have a Bible study every week, and so Tarek um, is not overseas yet playing basketball because his wife Kennedy is about to have give birth. You guys know Kennedy. Kennedy was in the early days of Girl Club during the pandemic. She is pregnant. They're about to have their third child, adorable. But anyway, um, so they asked if we'd, you know, they wanted Roger to speak at Bible study. I wasn't supposed to be there. Neither was Summer. Flights get canceled. We end up there. God orders our footsteps. You guys, it was the craziest situation because I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, our flight got canceled. So yeah, it'll be nice to go hang with the kids. So we're sitting in this Bible study with a bunch of young people sitting around and Christina Reynolds, you're going to get this. It reminded me of Kansas. And I haven't been in that situation since Kansas. Oh, and the, and the joy, you know, just the joy of like all these young people in their thirties, twenties and thirties, wanting to seek the Lord. And I'm sitting there and Roger's talking. And I was like, well, Roger was the one who was supposed to speak. So I'm going to be really quiet. And I look up and I hear the Lord say, darkness, faith, hope, and love. And I look up and I see these four girls. They're seated in one thing, darkness, faith, hope, and love over each of them, a word over each of them. One was darkness, one was faith, one was hope, the other was love. And I was like, Okay, really, Lord? Like, I, I'm not, I, you know, I don't consider myself someone who walks around in the prophetic all day, which is really, a, I say that and I repent saying it because he does use me prophetically. But this was crazy. And I mean, I started praying into it because I'm like, Lord, I do not want to draw attention to myself. Roger's teaching. He's the spiritual father. I love, you know, that these, all his, our spiritual sons, they really wanted him to be there. And, you know, I, I, we had a couple of Dallas Cowboy football players there and just these beautiful men and young women of, of, of God. And, you know, and I just, I'm like, no, no, no. But the Lord was like, uh-uh. And then I look left and I hear the word struggling with peace over this other couple sitting to my, so I'm just like getting bombarded. So finally, I was like, can I say something? So I just open up and I start, I, you know, I had a word of knowledge for all. And it led, 
it just led to, it was like the most beautiful mayhem of the Holy Spirit just coming down and just assassinating the enemy all through the room. These, I mean, the four young girls were like, every word was perfect. The couple, the guy that I got the word struggling with peace with, and peace was going to come to him and his wife. It's a beautiful sort of mixed black kid married to an Asian girl. And he comes over to me after study and he shows me a text message from his best friend from like four weeks to the day saying, all of this stuff about his struggle with peace. And I'm going to be praying for you in this next month that peace would come to you, that you would know the Prince of Peace, that peace would, it was like, it was like every single word was completely the Lord, completely documented. And it was just this beautiful, amazing breakout of the Holy Spirit in the lives of these young people. And more than anything, and then Summer started, Summer was getting downloads all through study that just changed her whole life. I mean completely reordered her footsteps on some things, but it made me, and today makes me think of that. Like God breaks in to reorder our footsteps. Each of these, these young adults left there with their footsteps reordered, knowing that God sees them, that he hadn't forgotten them, that he wasn't overlooking them. And you know what it did for me? It, It gave me back a lot of faith and hope that I realize sometimes for those who teach, you can often be, and I know you guys get this, I know you guys get this, but you can often be teaching out of a place where you're only hoping and you're only hoping that the words that you say are true for yourself as you know that they're true for others, that's crazy. But think about that. You're hoping that the gospel that you know is true for others is also true for you. And that's a sad and a lonely and a and a difficult place to be sometimes, you know, because it's just reminds you that you're human, you know, and that you too need your, your, your faith fill up and your restoration sometimes. And, you know, that's why I I'm so sympathetic to what I've watched the three of you go through all for the last year. I mean, I know, I know that there are days you just felt like you were running on empty and I'm telling you, 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 you really weren't as empty as you think you were you were still overflowing into everyone else. And I, I, I went in there not even, not, not even remembering how the Lord can take us and just use us. He can, if we're a willing vessel, it, it, he can just, but sometimes he's got to get us loose from the stuff that we think we want, the flights that we think are the more comfortable <laughs> flights to say, to take, the, the, the ministries, you know, the churches that we're part of where it's like, yes, this is good, but oh, there's so much more. And even the countries that we live in or the cities that we live in where he's like, this is great, but would you let go and let me use you over here too, you know? And that's how he orders our footsteps. It's really just a prodding. I think it's this constant pushing and nudging. And, you know, will you? Asking the question, will you? Will you follow me? Will you follow me? You know, 
Will you follow me? Reynolds, you've been awfully quiet, which means you're <laughs> confessing. <laughs> you've all said wonderful things. I feel discouraged and I don't even know why. <laughs> um, I love everything that you guys are saying. And um, I think another way to say the fact that like, I, uh, let me just scratch that. I feel like I'm constantly trying to surrender daily. And um, I just turned 37. I feel like I'm getting older. And um, I'm like, I've never felt so not put together. You know, I'm getting to a point in my life where I read the Proverbs. And, you know, when you're young, you're in your 20s, I'm like, oh, the wise man, you know, does this. And I'd be like, ah, the wise man. Now, when I read the Proverbs, I read the foolish man, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just saw myself again. Like I texted my friend, oh, there I go again in the Bible. He's writing about me. And I feel like the, the longer that I've walked with the Lord, I've become just so aware of my weakness. You know, I thought I would have it together at this point. And I don't. And I think that's beautiful. So I think like in all of this, whoever wrote was talking about, you know, I think, I think that's actually the wrong response, you know, of thinking that like, that we can do the fact that we think that we can do anything outside of him is, is hogwash. It's a lie. And as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, okay, I'm going to boast in my weakness because it's in my weakness that he's strong. And I, this year has been really difficult because I've been like, I don't have it together. I don't have anything to say. I don't, you know, who am I impacting because I feel like such a mess. And I'm finally getting to the point where I'm like, wow, okay, well, this is about surrender. This is not about my steps being ordered. It's about the steps that he has for me. It's not about my plans. It's not about my my dreams and my hopes and my success. Like, I really feel like I'm getting to the point where like the ordering and the surrender and all this comes when I am just honest and I'm okay with the fact that I'm actually dust apart from him. And like, even to this day, I'm like, ah, I need to throw off that condemnation of like, not, not being more mature in my own eyes, not being able to, you know, whatever. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm okay. Crushed. Okay. I, I, and it's okay. good. And it's good. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so I don't want yeah. this to be like, uh, I'm down on myself, but I think I'm realizing the pride that I have. And also the fact that I have this idea that I have to be at a certain point in myself, in my faith or yeah. whatever, but I'm realizing that my maturity is just making me more aware of my weakness. So where I'm, where I'm just going, I just have to cling to you. And I don't even care about what, what I have to do. There's this chorus in this song that's called All is for Your Glory that was written by a friend and it's been sang all over the world. And uh, there's, a little, there's a little bridge that goes, put me anywhere, just put your glory in me. I'll serve anywhere. I just want to see your beauty. And that's where I'm getting to the point where like, I'm getting to the point where I freely laying down these, these things that I thought that I wanted and going, I just want to see your glory. And, and on a brighter note, I am seeing that. I'm seeing him direct and establish my steps and my family's steps in a way that I never thought we would be doing. We are doing youth ministry. Like, like it's not under a Christian organization or anything like that. It's not under a church. But that is what me and my husband are doing. He's fathering. 
and I'm coming alongside and finally settling the fact, I guess I'm mothering them. I guess that's what's happening. And we now have like started a nonprofit and we're moving towards really building this like legitimately. And so in terms of all of that, this maturing of going, I'm nothing apart from you. And then he takes that nothingness and makes greatness. That's, that's all I have to say, but I'm quiet because I'm literally like soaking in what you guys are saying and being encouraged and reminded in the midst of my own, I don't know, deconstructing. I don't know what, what you, what you would call it, but Tippy well, has stuff to say, go ahead. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, she threw that ball out of the court ah! really fast. <laughs> Look, you, you know, we're going to, we're good. We're going to end there you guys, because, um, I know everyone has a little bit of something to do today and, and we will pick this up with you guys next week. But I will say this, CR, I do believe that we are always being deconstructed in the Lord. Think about it, you guys. Why else would Jesus have said, be ye continually transformed by the renewing of your mind in Christ Jesus? He said continually. That did, He didn't say, be ye transformed until the date when you're finally where you need to be. He didn't say be continually transformed for about six months because in six months, if you don't get it, you're worthless and get out of the kingdom. He didn't say any of that. He said, be ye continually transformed by the renewing, renewing, whoa, constantly renewing your mind. That means that the way my mind thinks today might actually be different than what he renews in my mind tomorrow. He may tune me up. He may fine tune me through experiences. He will, he will use it all to make sure that my mind is being continually renewed in him. That's a pretty amazing promise because it means that like, you know, it means that he's going to be working in us and through us until the day that we die. So, you know, CR, I, I, I know the song you're talking about, Corey Asbury, right? Yes, it was actually written. Well, he's saying it, but it was written by Lisa Gottschall. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Powerful. You know, put, put me, place me anywhere. You know, I just want to see your glory. And, and I think that's the perfect place you need to be to have your footsteps ordered by the Lord. So, you know, for any of you who are just feel, maybe you're not feeling discouraged. Maybe it's just like, oh, wow. An awareness of, I'm still walking. My feet are still being ordered wherever they're going to go. It's okay. Be encouraged, you know, be encouraged because they're going somewhere. You know, you're not going nowhere fast. Trust me. You're going somewhere soon. I think that's probably the perfect place to end on for the week. You're going somewhere soon. So I'm Cynthia Garrett from all of us at Girl Club. We love you guys. And we will be back with you next week to finish this conversation. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.